4: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what were the strange balls of fire in the woods? Was it paranormal or was it extraterrestrial?
2: This is
0: Real Ghost Stories Online.
4: Share your real ghost stories with us. If you want to call it in, the number is 855-853-4802. You'd rather write it in, go to realghoststoriesonline.com. Do it that way. You can also listen to the show without the commercials, and you'll also get advanced episodes and access to the archive. You just need to become a premium subscriber, and you can do that through Apple Podcasts. You can also go through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes, and Kathy Gordon's with me today. I am. I am right here, but
2: I've been so busy. This is my time of year. Other people do Christmas cards. I do a few, but I do Halloween cards.
4: Yeah, now this and is so, airing in November, but so it hasn't even hit Halloween yet. So yeah. don't think she's late getting these cards out cuz she's Not right.
2: No, 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 no. Um that I have this, you know, they're they're going in the mail here really quick, but I I always tease and laugh and say this is what happens when you have a paranormal loving art teacher mother.
4: I know. And they're adorable cards. Like Kathy you know, does art on the front, back, the inside. They, yeah. They and the, so, so this cute. year,
2: one of the cards is Edgar Allan Poe themed. And yeah. so we had Edgar Allan Poe on them. That and, would be for um,
4: your PhD um, literary it, wh- son.
2: Yes. And then the other one, I did kind of a spin off on Queen Elizabeth the First as a ghost.
4: And kind of royal
2: ad- with her crown adorable. on.
4: And then your other daughter is out of the country, and it's just hard to find a... If so if she Kate, doesn't have an address. If Kate's so listening this year, to this, I'm I sorry, Kate. I told her the other
2: day, I said, what am I going to do about your Halloween card? And she went, oh, no. Oh, she was all disappointed. Oh, so, shit, Mom. But said, that's well, what happens. you know, get an address, and you can get a card.
4: So if Kate's so. listening to this, it wasn't like you weren't thought of. Yep, you were. I totally,
2: you know, totally love you. But next year, you will get a Halloween card.
4: If you have a permanent address by then. That's right. Well, this story is kind of interesting because as I was reading it earlier today, I was like, I don't know if this is paranormal or if I don't know if it's like UFO story.
2: Oh, you know, I love the UFOs. I don't.
4: I do. I just don't want to encounter
2: an alien. I have. And, um... You know, I mean, not like it wasn't like E.T. was standing in front of me or something, but I did have that one. And you I did. mentioned it on yeah. the show before where they flew beside the car.
4: And I think, too, when you're out in the middle of nowhere like that, that's where this stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you're in the middle of Chicago, New York, L.A., Dallas, Denver, you're cool. Yeah. But if you yeah, live like in Lyman, Colorado, it might happen to you.
2: Oh totally will happen to you in Lyman. Probably everybody in Lyman's had at least <laughs> one close encounter of the third kind. Yeah.
4: So, you know? I just think if you if you're you're in a rural state that has vast land that you can drive for an hour or two without running into a town, you could run into an alien. I am totally
2: fascinated by aliens and, you know, Unidentified objects. And you talk to a lot of people that you would be surprised that say, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of military people say Mm -hmm. they've, you know, been in planes or out somewhere. On Our own
4: dad dad did.
2: Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, there are things that I've seen that you cannot explain. And he said everyone on the plane saw it,
4: Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. I just don't want to run into one. But I am friendly, so hopefully they would be like, you know what, you don't get the anal probe. We're going to find someone else to That's make right. really uncomfortable right. because you are really kind. Thank you. Yeah. Well, here's okay. a story. It says, the story I wish to share was actually a story told to me by my mother about 10 years ago. I don't know if you could call it a ghost story, but it certainly is a strange one, and it puzzles me to this day. My parents met in their very rural hometown in Central Mexico in 1941, and they fell in love. During their courtship, my mother discovered she was pregnant, a situation that my very strict grandfather would not have reacted to violently as my mother was his youngest and his only daughter. She was daddy's girl. My parents decided that elopement was the only solution and to protect my father's life They chose to keep the truth from my grandfather until their alliance was made legal. They secretly planned to leave the ranch where she lived and walk to a neighboring town where a justice of the peace could marry them. She told me my father came for her late one night, almost midnight. She took with her only a small case and they began their journey together on a pitch black road that would lead them for miles until morning. So, talking about rural, this is
2: super rural. It super is, but it's kind of super romantic, too. It
4: is kind of romantic, isn't it? hmm She remembered it was a moonless night, but the stars provided enough light to maintain their course. At some point during their flight, they were both startled by what she described as a glowing ball of fire that appeared from the trees that lined the dirt road to their right. She said it seemed to launch itself from one point somewhere behind them, then land somewhere ahead of them, disappearing into the woods. The light from the thing was so bright, she said, it illuminated them and the road for a hundred yards. That's like a football field. That's quite that's, bright. That's, yeah. Initially, they were both frightened and began to run toward their destination. Suddenly, the strange ball of fire appeared again launching out of the woods, flying in an arc parallel to the country road, and disappearing into the trees again somewhere ahead of them. She said this went on for hours until they realized the anomaly posed no threat or harm to them as it never came any nearer, nor did it ever change direction or course, but it almost seemed to be accompanying them on their journey. The object made no sound other than that which any large, spherical, incendiary object flying through the air might make. Something like a meteor, except it didn't come from out of the sky. As the dawn broke, the thing no longer appeared. As they approached their destination, they felt relieved. My mother said they had walked such a distance that her shoes had completely fallen apart. While she told me this, Story, my father sat beside her, listening with his characteristic head-in-hand, finger-beside-his-nose attitude. (laughs) I'm just seeing him. I looked him for confirmation, and he nodded silently without expression. Neither of my parents were prone to sensationalism, nor were they ones to tell tall tales. But I knew the story I had just heard was true, and it puzzles me to this day. But here is where it gets even stranger. I was working as a manager for a home goods store near Denver, Colorado, around this time. One afternoon while shooting the breeze during a dull tasking period, my coworkers started telling ghost stories, each trying to top the other's tale, all of us intrigued by the other's experience. When it came my turn, I began to recount the strange story my mother had told me some months before. As I began describing the glowing ball of fire, one of the managers, Andrew, stopped what he was doing and extended his hand to me, his eyes as wide as dinner plates and said, are you freaking kidding me? I assured him I couldn't make up a story like that. He said, no, no, that's not why I'm asking. I just can't believe I'm hearing what you're telling me. And he began pacing and wringing his hands. He went on to tell me that five years prior, he and his wife spent their honeymoon in her native Greece And while taking a late night walk together in a very remote locale, they experienced exactly the same thing my parents had experienced over 60 years earlier. The fireball that appeared out of nowhere that seemed to follow them parallel to their road for what seemed like an eternity. He immediately ran to call his wife to tell her and she couldn't believe it either, but was elated to know there were others to corroborate this occurrence. Andrew seemed filled with mixture of excitement and relief as he told me that since that night he saw this thing, he had felt he and his wife experienced some sort of collective hallucination and now he had confirmation that they weren't crazy. He could now tell others about this experience and hopefully get closer to some sort of explanation. I hope you were able to share this story with your listening audience. I would like to know if there are others who have experienced this strange phenomenon. My mother passed away in 2013, and although she didn't live to find out what this thing might have been, she would have been pleased to know that I did get closer to finding an explanation. Had she lived to see her anniversary, my parents would have been married 72 years, a phenomenon in itself. When I think about my parents' experience that night, I like to believe that this strange ball of light was some sort of positive omen of a long life together. Oh, that's beautiful. I haven't seen Andrew or his wife for years, but I hope that's how it works out for them. After all, not all scary things which go in unexplained can be all bad, right? That was from Sergio. So, I'm going okay. with not paranormal. I'm going definitely extraterrestrial.
2: Okay, now there is such thing as ball lightning. Okay. And I've and I've heard of this before and um So I've looked it up that, and it could come with a storm. I think that there can just be energy that gets contained in a ball. So there's, and I think there's different forms of this ball lightning that can happen. Um, I was just kind of glancing um, at an article and it says that typically ball lightning only lasts for a few seconds, but there are reports that it can last up to several minutes Some say it has no sound, but others heard crackling, buzzing, or hissing noises. We talked about the noise involved in it. It might disappear without a sound, but it might have a bang. People have been seriously shocked and some people killed uh, by it. Uh, I think this one's interesting. This this happened in 1943, this story, and it was experienced by a graduate engineer who saw some bald lightning, and he said it was a hot, muggy day. The thunder was becoming quite loud at about 5 p.m. when he was upstairs taking a shower in his frame house. Now, I don't know that you should shower in the middle of a thunderstorm. No, but, you should you know, not. I, I don't think you should. A brief downpour had just passed, and he had opened the windows at both ends of the hall. He had finished his shower, heard a peal of thunder, and was about to step into the hall when he saw a bluish ball about 12 to 18 inches in diameter float through the screened window at one end of the hall and start to come toward him. Startled, he stepped back. The ball seemed to move about at the speed with this gentle breeze, drifted by, was about waist high. As the glowing ball went by, he felt no heat, but he did smell ozone. The ball proceeded down the 30-foot hallway in about three to four seconds and passed out the screen window at the other end, where it dropped out of sight without any noise.
4: Hmm. It does
2: kind of sound like it could be ball lightning. That almost seems like it has some sort of mentality to it, right? That it just floats through a hallway and out the other window. Like it came in just to see what was going on and left, you know, or something. That's really odd.
4: You now it does sound like with her parents, that went on for a really long time, though. Yeah. Like, and it sounds yeah. like it was big. Mm. And with a couple in Greece, like, you know, it sounds like, because it kind of the way they, they described it, and you never know when you've heard about a story years later, it could, you know, maybe change a little bit, in longer. It was, you know, lighting up more than what it really was. I don't know. But you know, it kind of feels like it was following them. Yeah. But it was like, this was, they were kind of describing it like it was coming, like launching out of the woods and up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I well, loved the idea at the very end of that story that maybe it was like a good luck for bring because they ended up being married for so long. Like yeah. I thought that was beautiful.
2: Well, and you know me, I always, you know, I, I, I defer to UFO alien. You know, that's kind of my thing in these sorts of weird, especially when something seems like it has some sort of intention, like it's following you. Yeah, Then it, it feels like that. But I, I know that feeling now. I didn't have ball lightning, but there was some sort of hover, some craft thing that was, you know, flying with me, but I get that. And so in this story, if it's exactly the way it happened, and so we could maybe rule out the ball lightning because it probably wouldn't have lasted that long, I'll go UFO.
4: You're going to do that?
2: Yeah, I'll go alien.
4: Because it d- it did kind of seem like it was sort of spying on him. So I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel like that when I listen to it. But I, but you have given a very good. Explanation to debunk aliens for sure. The ball lightning. Could it, it there could, could be some you know, there. depending,
2: right? I mean, um, on the situation. Right.
4: Well let's listen to a call. This is Josh.
3: Okay.
1: okay. This is Josh calling from calling from Texas. Um I just wanna let tell y'all a story. Uh me and my wife had purchased a house. About six years ago and the lady who had owned it before us had passed away um, they say not inside the house I don't know if that was just to sell the house or not but anyways um, I'm calling about her dogs that she had here they had both died while they were here and she buried them in the backyard outside our bedroom window and had a Headstone made and everything, full granite, marble, whatever, engravings, everything done to the headstone. And my wife kind of got creeped out about it, so she had me remove it and put it in the shed in the backyard. And we recently got a couple puppies of our own. They're about a year old now. Every now and again, probably about once a week they will be in bed at night, they sleep with us, and they would go to the back corner of the bed, probably around, eh, two, three in the morning, and they will just stare into the hallway and just start growling and barking, and just, they never do this at anybody or anything. That's what they do, they'll just start growling and barking crazy-like. And then they'll jump off the bed, run into the living room, growling and barking, And then a couple minutes later, they'll come back into bed with their tails behind their legs, crying and whimpering, crawling back into bed. So I'm wondering if, I don't know, if removing the headstone may have stirred up the dogs a little bit, and now they're messing with our dogs or what. I don't know. Maybe you can give me your take on that. Um, And... We had uh, our first child about five months ago. And we'll be sitting on a couch, and it looks into the hallway, and he will turn his head, look into the hallway with a blank stare, and then just start giggling for no reason. He'll just start laughing and giggling away, and then he'll stop. Then a couple minutes later, he'll still be looking into the hallway, and a couple minutes later, he'll just start giggling and laughing again. So I don't know, maybe if... He sees the dogs or maybe the lady just comes back and visits to see how her house is doing or whatnot or now that we have a child. I don't know, because all her children live in Michigan and she lives here by herself. And so I was just wondering if you can give me your take on it. Love the show. Been listening for a couple months now, trying to catch up. Uh, gets me through my work day every single day. I'd just like to say thank you for what you do and hope to hear this soon. Thanks. Bye.
4: So that's interesting, oh, Josh. 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 I don't know is, how I would feel about the dog cemetery outside the bedroom window.
2: I'm with his wife; like that is kind of creepy. And but yet, I mean, I get it that the lady loved her dogs, and you know, went all this effort and this expense to make this nice, you mm-hmm, know,
4: totally get it
2: memorial to them. But yet, they're not your. It is creepy. When they're so not I your dogs,
4: them. when you buy the house. And then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, when we look out the window, and that's probably why she buried them there, so she could look out the window and see them. Probably. You know, like maybe they slept with her every night, so it'd be nice to have them right there by your bedroom.
2: You know, dogs are so super sensitive. And when you started telling me, when you were reading the story, and you were telling about that, or I mean, he was telling us about those dogs I was like, oh, that made my heart stop. Because dogs, there's no in-between. You know, they sense it. And And then when they come back and they seem to be kind of whining and their tails are down.
4: And then to have a kid, and a kid is sensing something in the house, too. So I don't know. Like, when you think about it, it's like if... The woman loved that house and she loved those pets. Maybe she like, you know, that's where she wanted to be. was with her beloved dogs and that's where they all are. Just happens to be the house they bought. I definitely,
2: I hate to say this, Josh, but I definitely think something's there.
4: I do too. I do too. Now, is there a way you could like say, okay, I got to have a conversation with you about this because this is our house now. Love mm-hmm. dogs. We've got two. We want to focus on our dogs. And we need mm-hmm. your dogs to back down. <laughs>
2: yeah. I th- I think maybe so. I think maybe find a way just to do that little talk.
4: Cuz it ain't going to hurt anything. Would it be better if we said, "Hey Josh, it's cool. It's nothing." Um, we, th- we think that your house is just fine. I, there ain't no ghosts. I was like, around. oh, Josh, I just really hate to tell you this, but I really feel like something's going on in your we house. We just think it's an intruder, like walking around your house at night. It ain't a ghost of a dog or of a lady. Oh. Don't worry about it. Your kid's just giggling at nothing. Yeah. So I don't know which but- is better. <laughs> We could, you know, maybe just say, "Listen,
2: um, if you could keep your dogs back and out of here, um, because they're upsetting our dogs, and we're trying to live a nice life in this nice house that love in the house, you know, love in the house, taking care of it, and um, we have this beautiful little family now. We need to live our life, and you need to move on.
4: I think that's a good idea. You can't live like that forever. (laughs) No." So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us, call it in at 855-853-4802 or write it in realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also get commercial free versions of the show. And with that, you also get advanced episodes and access to the archive. You can become a premium subscriber. Do that through Apple podcasts. You can also go through patreon.com slash stories or ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening.